Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Challenge Flag, where we call BS on fantasy football so-called experts. I'm Zach Dorfman, joined by Michael Conti. Hey, how are you? And today we have another great show for you. This is a part of our Versus series where we're going to take two different expert platforms and compare them to each other to see which one is better. Today we have the two juggernauts, ESPN and Yahoo. Now, the thing is that we, would, we wouldn't recommend using these guys for your fantasy football advice, but the fact of the matter is, is that people do. Typically before a draft, when you see people rolling into your draft with a a ranking sheet or an ADP sheet, it's from either ESPN or Yahoo. And because Or Matthew Barry. Or or just or just That's that's my favorite. I got Matthew Barry's top two hundred. What do you mean? And and it's like uh Okay, perfect. Yep. (laughs) Use him. Yeah, follow that to a T, please. And you'll see why in a little bit. And so it's important to see which one of these two is better. If you're going to trust one of these two, which one it should be. Now we're going to do this by using three different criteria. It's going to be accuracy from rankings in the past content. So what content they provide, you know, if they, they, they have the best rankings ever, but they don't actually give it to you in meaningful content, then there's no point. And then we're going to take a look at this year's rankings and put our two cents in to say, uh, which ranking do we think is uh, most accurate going into this year? Because remember, the accuracy that we're going to go through is really just about the past before. Before we get into it, though, make sure that you give us a follow on Twitter at flag underscore challenge. Subscribe on iTunes. Go to our Podbean channel at thechallengeflagofficial.podbean.com. Go to our YouTube channel. All of our videos are going to be timestamped. If you are in a rush and need to skip through certain sections, if there's one little section that you really want to know more about, YouTube is the place to go for that. Just to preface today's show, I just want to put it out there that um, as we go through the show, you'll see how we feel about these these two websites. Or what are we going to call these people? Are they websites? Are they? They're they're websites. They're, they're, they're experts. They're, they're they're experts. They're people. It's a it's a website. I call it a website. Yeah. ESPN and Yahoo. They're two of the most common, in my opinion, um, sources people use for their fantasy leagues. Everyone I know is either fantasy for fantasy is either using Yahoo or ESPN maybe a rogue cbs league but it's just a shame that these guys are the top two leagues and i definitely use every resource i can besides them when i'm doing any type of fantasy research they should really get on top of providing stuff directly from their website so that their uh, their members have better access to better information as opposed to what is put out there yeah i will say too that like um like you said because they're so popular it is a shame that they kind of stink both of them i mean Let's face it, one's better than the other. However, 
both of them aren't very good at what they do. I will give Yahoo a little like thumbs up though, because they do connect with fantasy pros on some things. So, you know, you can click uh, when it comes to like rankings and stuff. If you don't like their rankings, you can just click like view more and it takes you to fantasy pros and gives yeah, you all the expert. Feature. Yeah. So like at least, at least they do, they do something there to try to, you know, broaden their horizon. But you're right. It does kind of, it does kind of stink that they're, they're not better themselves. Yeah. Whenever somebody in my leagues is, oh, I just read this article. I just, I just heard this, heard that. It's never a Yahoo source or ESPN source. Yeah. And if they are saying that, you're like, good, keep reading that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quality article. Yeah. But on to today's show. All <laughs> right. So um, in terms of accuracy, now, if you don't know, all fantasy football experts do get ranked every year for their in-season choices and also their preseason draft choices. Because the draft is coming up, we are going to look at their draft choices. Now, let's start with ESPN. ESPN in 2017 ranked, it goes to about, you know, it, it's not really a set number. It usually goes over 100, around like 115 is where the, the experts rankings stop. ESPN, there's five main guys that do rankings. It's Mike Clay, Tristan Cockroft, Eric Carabell, Field Yates, and of course, Matthew Barry. In 2017, none of them were ranked not even ranked at all in any category, QB, wide receiver, running back, nothing. They were not ranked in the top 115 at least fantasy football experts. What, what, like, what, how do you feel about that? <laughs> I, that's just a perfect example of these websites not providing useful information. You're going into a draft going with ESPN's rankings, and it's one of those five guys providing that info. And none of those guys finished top 115 among experts in their own field. Yeah, like you can't feel you. It just makes you you can't feel confident going into a draft. I mean, some people do have that confidence because they go, "Oh, well, these fantasy experts they supplied this list." Apparently, ESPN guys didn't know anything last season. Yeah, we need to start moving away from the whole. Uh, oh, this is a big name guy that I see on ESPN, or like I watched them on TV, or you know they they work for ESPN, so they must be good. Like we need to kind of move away from that mentality and go for just some other proven experts. Now, let's just even take a look at the 2016 rankings, right? Because four of the five of them were ranked in 2016. So we can kind of see about like where in the past their uh, their strengths were. So Mike Clay was the highest ranked one. He was 78th and his highest positional ranking. So like I said, they will break it down by position. So, you know, when ranking quarterbacks, how well did you do? You know, when um, reporting on wide receivers, how well did you do? Um, and his highest was the, the defense, ranking the defenses, which was eighth. And Mike, do we really think that ranking of defenses is even really important when going into a draft? Not at all, to be honest, because I just wait till the 14th, 15th round. And if I have a, if I had the ideal list of how defenses were going to finish, like somebody went back to the future and gave me the list, maybe I would use that. Oh, I would definitely use that. But just taking anyone's opinion on a defense rank, I don't even, I'm not going to bat two eyelids at that. I don't, uh, whatever. Yeah, it's not it's not winning you a league, Mike it's Clay. Not pertinent information. <laughs> yeah, Mike Clay being you know being the eighth ranked at, at defenses. Um, 
you know, doesn't, it's not really doing anything for you. And it kind of shows that if he was ranked 78th out of like the 115 or so experts, and he had a ranking of eight in there, that means that of the other positions, they had to be really, really low. So yeah, I mean, just to average that out. And you'll find a common denominator between these ESPN experts and their their position of expertise. Yeah, so why, why don't I, I'm just going to real quick kind of read off the next guys who were ranked, and then you can kind of talk a little bit about that common denominator. So Tristan Cockroft, 96th. Eric Carabell, 104. Field Yates, 113. Matthew Berry, not even ranked. So these guys are in the 70s, 80s, and later when going back to 2016 and making their rankings. So if you followed their rankings in 2016, you probably didn't do so well. But all four of those guys had the same position as their highest uh, ranking. So Mike, talk to us a little bit about that. So Tristan Cockroft, he had he was ranked second overall in defense. But like I said, defense rankings doesn't mean anything to me. Eric Carabell, 28th defense overall. And Field Yates, 29th defense overall. So if these ESPN guys know anything, it is how to rank a defense. But other than that, I mean, Matthew Barry, 2017 and 2016, not even on the top 115, top 100 plus. And that should, we should just meme that. Can we meme that? Like guy walking into a draft with a Matthew Barry 200, top 200 list. Oh, it'll, you're not going to win the league. You're coming in last. It'll it'll be on Twitter. We'll make it happen on Twitter. Look at our Twitter account. We'll we'll make it happen. Like that, I can just I can picture people being like, "Oh, I got Matthew Barry's." Top. I feel like it was top three hundred though. It is. Top I got Matthew Barry's top three hundred list. I'm like, okay. Yep. Have fun with I'm, that. Yeah. Yeah. Now Yahoo's a little bit of a different story. So they all five of their guys were ranked in 2017. There are five guys are guys that you probably really haven't heard of. Scott Pianowski, Dalton Del Don, amazing name, Liz Loza, Andy Barons, and Brad Evans. Now, um, Scott Pianowski in 2017 was the 24th overall ranked expert and number one ranking at wide receivers. Dalton Del Don, 46. His highest ranking was the QBs, and he was the 12th best at ranking QBs. Liz Loza, 88, so they do have a few of them towards the back of the rankings. Her highest, though, was wide receivers, and that was ninth. She was the ninth best at ranking them. Andy Barron's, 94, but his highest was also wide receivers, and that was, uh, he was fifth place in ranking wide receivers. And then Brad Evans, he was 112, his highest was tight end, and that was 50th, so we're just kind of throwing him out. But comparatively to ESPN, Mike, why does Yahoo's experts kind of speak to you a little bit more, make you feel a little bit more comfortable with how they've ranked in the past? I mean, not only with Scott, just Scott Pianowski as the example, because he was the highest ranked one, 24th ranked expert at their uh, preseason rankings. He was the best wide receiver ranker. And that is that is a critical position to know. If you if you're the expert ranker that he is, you can be that guy that's nabbing those sleepers in the 10th, 11th, 12th round that ends up blowing up for you if you have that type of information available. Absolutely. And he, you know, he has like for example, if we're looking at Scott Pianowski's 
rankings. You know, he's got like Julio Jones ranked above Odell Beckham Jr. So is that something that you take into consideration when doing your draft? He's got AJ Green ahead of Devontae Adams. So, and then, you know, he's got Tyreek Hill all the way down at the 23rd wide receiver. So, you know, it's just interesting to see when, you know, if, if he is a guy that you want to go look at, he does have some bold picks. Marvin Jones is all the way up at 20. So it's really, really interesting and maybe something that you should uh, give a look at. But in conclusion, with accuracy, uh, the Yahoo experts, not only are they ranked higher year by year, and you know ESPN wasn't even ranked at all in the top 115 last year, but the guys reporting for Yahoo um, are better at ranking the positions that matter, like quarterback and wide receiver, whereas the ESPN experts consistently are only good at ranking defenses, which do not matter in terms of, you know, just one through 32. It's more about matchups. So definitely uh, you could feel a little bit more confident with Yahoo and how they've ranked in the past. But now the content. So what do these websites provide for you? Before we get into the content though, Mike, like first glance, without really even thinking about it, who would you before we like before we dive deep into it? Who would you rather go to for content? What what website, ESPN or Yahoo? Do you what think kind is of, kind what, of easy? what content are we talking about right now? Like stats and whatnot. So we're talking, you know, it could be articles um, to help you. It could be statistics. It could be, you know, boom bust. It could be, you know, week to week things. You know, just what what they report on in the fantasy football realm. Um, well, I can say that for Yahoo, I use absolutely nothing. I don't do anything on Yahoo at all. And that's where three of my leagues are on. I don't do any type of research on Yahoo. Occasionally, I'll look at their matchups like, oh, I got Todd Gurley going against a red matchup. I probably shouldn't start him. <laughs> but even then, it's like he's your, he's your study start him. That's the only thing I really look at for them. Or if I just if I'm streaming a defense, I'll just go like, okay, who has a green matchup? Whatever, I'll take them. Green matchup, sure, whatever. But ESPN, of all the information they have, all the content they have, my favorite thing is when I want to look up a previous year's fantasy points, like game log, because they have that for every single player. Yahoo does not have that function. They just have their previous year's totals, whereas ESPN allows you to go to a specific player and look at their game by game stats and how many fantasy points they put up. Yeah, you're absolutely right. ESPN is way better for um, kind of informing your own decisions. So yeah, if you want to look at last year's game log, they'll always have that for you with a little blurb about the player, which is so important because you'll sit there and say to yourself, man, I could have swore that they had a good season and you can actually just go check Yeah, you that. can go week by week or if you're just telling like, it's good like counter argument because me and my buddies are always getting arguments about like who did what. Like, no, dude, Amari Cooper had that 44 point game. No, he didn't. He didn't even finish a top two wide receiver and you go back and you go oh yeah he had 250 yards against the chiefs on thursday night football yeah see and you look real smart doing it. <laughs> fact checking it's a thing now with smartphones you must fact check everything but like espn it's they're the things that they provide it's more well-rounded it's not just like here's some rankings and go you know matthew barry's the fantasy show they'll always include short little video clips if you're you know on the go their articles are more specific to situations Situations. So I just looked at just from a, a week ago, the articles that they've produced, 
They produce articles such as players who will score fewer touchdowns this season. That's interesting. Ultimate draft board, perfect picks for each round. That's interesting as well to look at, you know, based on ADP, who you should be targeting in each round based on where you're drafting. Hidden reason for Saints resurgence, one of the NFL's best O-line. So again, something to kind of help you make your own decisions on players. Like if, for instance, like the Saints running backs and that scenario. Speaking of that article, um, Nick, if you're listening to this, I'm actually drafting Alvin, not Melvin. But once you hear this podcast, you're going to go into the draft thinking I'm taking Melvin. That's also a good test when you ask him like, yo, if you listen to the podcast. Did you hear like, the podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Who am I taking in the first round? <laughs> So Nick, that's it's on you. <laughs> yeah, this is your test. This is your test. But yeah, ESPN just um, they they give you a little bit more accessibility and a little bit more like transparency with their content. Whereas like Yahoo, Mike, have you ever been able to find a fantasy football article on Yahoo? I know you said you you haven't really like specifically tried to do that, but like, would you even know where to begin on Yahoo? I have temper tantrums trying to get to my Yahoo league on Yahoo. There's so many things you have to click through just to get where you want to go. I've, I, I've recently finally made like a favorites for my fantasy league homepage on Yahoo just because it's just it's just such a nuisance having to click through all the different tabs for everything just to get at the fantasy football. Yeah, if you don't use fantasy football like on Yahoo, just, just consider yourself lucky. It's pretty <laughs> it's pretty confusing. It's not user friendly. The app is fantastic. But when you want to just stat track on the couch all day and marinate on a couch watching Sunday football with Red Zone. Yeah. You're in for a five minute trek just to get to your league's homepage. <laughs> exactly. And let me tell you, because uh, for for this podcast, I had to do like a little bit of research on yahoo.com to try to find some articles. And let me tell you, it was not easy. I had to really know what I was doing in order to get to it. They really pretty much like they don't even have a section for articles or videos or anything like that, it just pops up on the side and you have to click see all and then there's all the articles. It's pretty much rankings, boom and bust. Sometimes like maybe like once every two to three weeks, there's an article that's like about a specific thing, but it's so broad, hard to research specific like situations. So it seems like, yes, Yahoo may be more accurate in the past than ESPN, but you're not like learning much from them besides just like let me just follow their rankings yeah i mean i just like their their matchup feature which i pretty much already know who the good and bad matchups are but it's just one of those reinforcement things when you're setting your lineup and you're torn between who you're putting in your flex or which wide receiver to start and just go oh well he's got a red matchup and he has a green one i'll go with a green matchup yeah yeah, it, it's good for that that like quick decision making yeah. in, in that point. Like you look at the information that's important for you to look at at that moment. Exactly. Yeah, but preseason stuff, uh-uh. Like, look, again, don't go to ESPN. But if it's between Yahoo and ESPN, <laughs> then I will say you can go to ESPN because at least that way you'll get enough information to make your own decisions. <laughs> Now, last but not least, we have this year's rankings. Now, the reason this is important is, yes, Yahoo in the past has been more accurate than ESPN. So you can just blindly say, oh, I'll just go listen to Yahoo over ESPN. But it is important to know year to year trends and you want to look at what you agree with and what you disagree with and which one of these maybe molds well with your thinking or other research that you've done. So 
we're gonna take a look at the things that stand out to us in ESPN and Yahoo's top consensus rankings. So let's start with ESPN. So Mike, what stood out to us on ESPN rankings? They have Amari Cooper ranked 38th. By golly, that is some disrespect they're dealing to Amari Cooper. Maybe they're still a little butthurt about last season. I don't know. Maybe that's why none of their experts were ranked in the top 115 because they had Amari Cooper as a top five receiver as he was an ADP second round draft pick last year and finished outside the top 24 wide receivers. Yeah, I, I mean, look, there's reason to not put him up there, but it's just the fact that you can get Amari Cooper, you know, you can still draft a stud running back. They think you can get Amari Cooper there. Well, yeah, that, that's a thing. Like, you can't. It, it's just, you can't. But this is their ranking. So if they were, like, if you printed this out and you went into your draft this way, you might think that Amari Cooper is going to go there. Or if someone takes them earlier, you're like, ooh, they reached. Yeah. But the fact that you can get, like, Todd Gurley and then, um, then just go wide receiver, wide receiver, and then have Amari Cooper be your third wide receiver, I just think is, like, like that. that's just, I don't know what they were thinking with that. Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah, they also have they have Ronald Jones at 49, which I think might be a little high just because they've said that Peyton Barber is going to be the starter. So, you know, that's it's a little difficult for me to see him that high. Uh, but, you know, who knows how things will turn out. But, you know, that's just one of the things that stood out to me. Yeah, that's I think that's a bit of a stretch. Yep. I mean, he could wind up winning winning the job and being some like... 18 20 point a week guy but even i don't see that happening i don't see the work coming yeah and i mean that that's just one of the things that stood out to me and i think that we talked about this before these big fantasy football platforms they typically try to be safe with their rankings in order to avoid being too wrong or too right and i think that this is espn you know those are the only two things that stood out it almost looks like they look at an adp sheet and just make minor changes and like that's that's yeah it, it, it's nothing fancy nothing special like it's not like they're reporting on a guy and they're like we're really high on him he should be taking five spots ahead of other people and here's why like they don't they don't really do any of that it's just a lot of things that you already know that's, just that's your standard they rankings should they should make an article like that like about amari cooper being 38 like that's a clear out of place person that we chose out maybe have like articles as to why they have these abstract views of these people being like not where they commonly are found i would like that i think that's a great thing to like suggest yeah. to espn like that makes like, sense why right you, like, why do you feel this way yeah like if why. if you're gonna do rankings that are different than how people are drafting like explain why adp and how there's just the normal people are drafting you is wrong. You can't be like me and be like, no, I don't want Tyree Kill in the third round. I'm sorry. I'm not taking him. And my friends are like, but he's a stud. He's a utility guy. I'm like, I don't want him. Why Why do you not want him? I don't know. I don't want him. I don't want him or Kareem Hunt. You know why? I don't know why. I just don't. And well, and look, you're That's allowed to think that. That's not a legitimate explanation. Yeah, I'm not getting paid to give you this information. I'm just saying my opinion is I don't want him. You will not find them on any of my five rosters. But at least you, you've told us more than ESPN is going to tell us <laughs> about <laughs> exactly. the situation. But look, look, sure, maybe Amari Cooper being at 38th is bold. But I think when you look at Yahoo's PPR specifically, Yahoo's PPR rankings. Now, I had to check back on this three times because 
uh at first I thought we were dreaming well yeah I, at first i thought it was like oh no i read it wrong this is how they think they're gonna finish like overall points no 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 went back double checked, triple checked. these are their actual ppr rankings and you know this is where to me they're able to like jump ahead in the rankings list because they're gonna do some bold things that if they hit on one or two of them, it's gonna make them look like geniuses and give them bonus points when they assess the experts. So I think that like, that's why you might see Yahoo going a little ahead. I know for me, I I think that it would not be accurate enough to assess where others are going to be drafting certain players like that and that's why i think that you wouldn't be able to use this ranking sheet when drafting would you kind of agree before we get into it like would you kind of agree with that oh, i mean i actually wanted to say that but we were talking about espn and i don't actually use espn so i wouldn't include that in that part of the segment i always up until last year i didn't know what adp was i would just go on to yahoo and use yahoo's ranking sheet Every year, people in my league would be like, why are, you ta- why are you drafting this guy? Why are you drafting? I'm like, dude, he's the next guy on the board. What do you mean? And then I like went back and like double-checked one of the teams I drafted, and I was like reaching like rounds ahead for people based on their ADP. But based on their Yahoo ranking, they were the next man up. But ADP-wise, I could have got them in the next round. Yeah, and you know, it's it, the, these rankings are okay for being bold. Like we actually kind of invite experts to be bold. You know, I would just wish that one Yahoo in your content, you would explain a little bit more why, because you don't provide that much for us. But also to like, maybe not be bold with like literally everything. Like this is, <laughs> let, let's get into it so, so that everybody can see like just how bold they are. First of all, um, first overall is Antonio Brown, which sure, fine, I get it. However, there's just so many wide receivers that first overall should not be Antonio Brown, even in a PPR. I mean, the guy averages 20 points a game over his career. I'm still, like, <laughs> for me, there's still three wide receivers that I could get that oh, don't I have to Michael be Antonio Thomas. Brown. I could see Michael Thomas being number one this year. Yeah, and it's, it's like, sure, Antonio Brown, like, could get you more points than Todd Gurley or Le'Veon Bell, but there's just not enough running backs to, if you're drafting first and you're not picking again until the end of the second, like, I'm not, I would rather get the wide receiver that's at the end of the second and draft Todd Gurley or Le'Veon Bell, then take Antonio Brown and then take the running back that's going to be at the end of the second. Especially with the way this year's mocks are going with running backs. All RB1s are going halfway through the second round. Yeah, so uh, uh, to me, that was bold. To me, that was very bold. Um, What about the next one, Mike? You want to tell us about the next one? I'm going to skip to the last one. Okay, go for it. (laughs) This is absurd. (laughs) They have five quarterbacks higher than joe mixon yes yes they do they have five quarterbacks coming off the board before joe mixon comes off the board which that's that is when i stopped and i was like wait 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 no no no. this is about final score right and i rechecked and rechecked and rechecked and nope it says 2018 like draft board strategy where you should draft players and i don't really think we need to say anything about that like that's just stupid yeah that's that's brutal the next one, which, you know, and I'm okay with being bold on this. Again, just don't be so bold And like every turn of the draft. Like every time I scroll, I'm like, what, what, what? They have Leonard Fournette ranked at 29th, which means that he's not being drafted in 12-man leagues until the third round, and also in 10-man leagues, into the third round. And 
I ES- wish it were true. ESPN has him at 14. You know, it's just for me, you know, for like who else? What 28 players are above Leonard Fournette? The yeah. guy has a $100 bill built into his pants because he gets 100 yards every game and gives 100% every time he steps on the field. Bro. That's a fact. That was beautiful. <laughs> Like, Leonard Fournette's at 29. Some guys that they have above him, Demarius Thomas, Zach no. Ertz. Yeah, Zach Ertz, Tyreek Hill, Golden Tate. For me, again, getting one of those stud running backs is just too important to have him ranked that low. Yeah. Mike, talk to me about your boy. What's another thing that they did that is a little bit disrespectful? Disrespectful? My white butt boy, Christian McCaffrey, in the fourth round. I'm devastated I can't land him in the second round in my 12-man league right now. He's not falling to me, but they're saying he can fall to the fourth? Yeah, that's that's quite disrespectful. So, like, some guys that they have above him, they have uh, Josh Gordon, Aaron Rodgers, Juju Smith-Schuster, Jarvis Landry, Doug Baldwin. The Really, really the reason is, is that... Um, is that Liz Loza has Christian McCaffrey ranked at 73, which kind of took what? a little bit. Yeah. That's yeah. like planning for an injury or something. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, she has Devonta Freeman ranked at 71 too. So it's like, oh my goodness. these are the consensus <laughs> rankings. So they're like a little crazy, but actually for McCaffrey, pretty much all of them have like, have him ranked in like the late thirties. So it's, it's a little crazy. And they also have, you know, last but not least, and we I feel like I could go on forever about how crazy these rankings are, is that Travis Kelsey is two spots above Gronk. Now, sure, I get it. You know, maybe you're you're one person and you're like, yeah, Travis Kelsey's gonna finish above Gronk this year. It's just like your personal feeling. You wanna draft him before him, fine. But there's five experts, and the five of them came to a consensus. That, that Travis Kelsey is going to finish above Gronk. Here's the thing. Travis Kelsey is a tier one tight end. Gronkowski's tier zero. He's on his own little tier up there. Tier zero. This guy, he's looking down at all the tight ends year in, year out. I mean, points per game basis at least because, you know, he has his injuries. Maybe they're account for him to miss a game or two. But well, Can I tell you? I, I actually figured it out. Can I tell you Why? Why? <laughs> You know where my girl Liz Loza has him ranked? 69. Tell me 69. 42nd. Oh my goodness. (laughs) How? Julian Edelman out there going to be funneling the ball to Gronkowski. That's just her planning for, you know, for the fact that... um, She wants that number one tight end ranking spot. And she's hoping Gronkowski goes down. Yeah. So, you know, if we're kind of recapping their rankings right now, it's like... If you're going to use Yahoo because you want to be bold, that's fine. But you have to use an ADP sheet to compare. Oh, yes. To. You need an AD. My best recommendation is get an ADP sheet and just go find some expert you like, some articles that you've 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 bonded with this person on a spiritual fantasy level. And you're like, this guy gets me. We got the, we got the same idea on some people. And go take their sheet, bring them both to the draft. And then, of course, like we discussed in our rankings episode, I don't know if that's actually out yet, but you got to make your own ranking sheet. Yep. It's you got to have an idea of who, of who your guys are. You're top 20 each position, maybe top 30, top 40. So when it comes down to somebody who you were expecting to get, they're not there. 
it's not out yet, but that's a good segue to our next episode <laughs> being our wide receiver rankings. And again, it's not for us to uh, to tell you who to draft. It's to show you how we can start a conversation on how to build your own rankings and to kind of how to assess players so that when it comes down to one guy or the other, you have, feel more confident in knowing uh, who you want to take. Now, to summarize everything, Mike, at the end of all this, when taking into account accuracy, when taking into account the content they provide, and when taking into account this year's rankings going into the draft, who do you feel is the more competent, well-rounded website, ESPN or Yahoo? Well, I mean, technically Yahoo has like two out of three, maybe, or ESPN has two out of three. It's kind of hard to who do I want to give the rankings one to, but just based off the content, I would just go off ESPN because if they have good content, that allows you to formulate your own opinions. And that's the only one that really matters when it comes to drafting your team. I would absolutely agree hundred uh, percent. I have nothing, nothing more to say, you know, just, and, and like you said, the accessibility with ESPN to be able to look at last year's rankings is just great, you know, and like you can see when, when looking at the accuracy and then this year's rankings, you can see why Yahoo ranked higher. They're just so much bolder that they hit on a sleeper. It boosts their rankings. So it's really like for just for you to know that you know their rankings might be higher than ESPN's for a reason, but it's okay to still follow ESPN because you can formulate your own opinions and then compare it to other things. And if you're gonna use a ranking sheet this year and you want it to be kind of conservative, ESPN's ranking sheet is the way to go. If you wanna be bold, you can use Yahoo, but just make sure you use an ADP sheet. If you wanna be smart, yes, ADP sheet all the way. Please, oh. I get so mad in drafts when people get reached for. Last year, Deshaun Jackson was drafted in the fourth round. The year before, Bilal Powell was taken in the second. And you just sit there and you go, "What? What is going on right now? I can't. I can't even take this league seriously." I had a nice uh, Dante Moncrief taken in the second round before T.Y. Hilton a few years ago. Yeah, I mean, you can't. You can't. That's. It's probably a Matthew Barry top three hundred list. Well, no, to, to be fair, like he just got back into fantasy football. And so he knew he wanted Dante Moncrief as a sleeper. So he just like took him and he was never introduced to ADP. So we all had to kind of like sit him down and we were like, no, 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 no. Listen, you can take him. You just don't have to do it yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Expect to have him here. But no, but he's he's let, let me tell you, he's much better than that now. He is a smart fantasy player. It is a learning experience. I've been doing fantasy since 2009. My first ADP sheet usage, my first mock draft ever was last season. I just went into drafts using Yahoo rankings, managed to win a few leagues just with some biased opinions on it. I really like him and they end up panning out over other people, but definitely get yourself an ADP sheet. And also, would you feel like that you are a better fantasy player like as the years go on? Oh, definitely. I mean... My, my records don't show it in some leagues. Well, my one league. Yo, 12-man league, I know you're listening. I send you guys the links. I think our league's a joke until we finally have a successful draft where there's no BS happening. Honestly, that's really the key to a good and a bad league. Like, if you have one person drafting poorly, it affects everyone else's team. It affects every single pick from there on out. Yeah. It, it it's like, leaves he a- should not have gone there. He shouldn't have gone there. But then, you know, you can always, I don't know. We always get in arguments if it's if fantasy is more luck than skill. There's some skill, but mostly luck. You could have the easiest schedule and have a subpar team, but 
your opponents put up 80 points every week and it didn't matter what you did you won yeah the the points for the points for is skill your record is luck yeah i mean your points for is even still luck occasionally occasionally you start a guy you get a guy who puts up 40 points and is averaging 15 a week yeah exactly Exactly. Or, you know, your point, you get a guy like Aaron Rodgers gets hurt in the middle of the game and he puts up zero, you know? Yeah. It's- what are you doing? What do you do about that? Well, we could blabber on for this forever. We're going to cut this short now. We'll get into it on another episode. Absolutely. And <laughs> you know what? We we didn't do articles to that we liked or did not like, so I'm going to give you one right now. It is not out yet. It is something that I'm working on. I will let you know when it is out. It is the two-thirds method, how to analyze wide receivers when drafting. It's a method that I created, so keep an eye out for that article. I will let you know when it's posted, and it could help you in this year's draft. That's all we have for today. Next up will be our wide receiver rankings. Like we said, show you how to come up with your own ranking. So when you're stuck between two guys, you'll know what to do. Mike, we don't have a bold prediction this week. So give us any goodbye that you think is fitting. If there's anything our listeners can gain from listening to any of our podcasts, it's just please become better fantasy players. As the people who consider ourselves above average fantasy players, there's nothing more frustrating been dealing with subpar players in the league they have just it's just a negative impact on everybody some people gain benefit from it other people's are not benefiting from it the poor draft decisions not chart not dropping people when you should dropping people when you shouldn't because i just hope that our info gets to you and it makes sense and you just make better fantasy football choices it's a heartfelt message from michael conti